Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Hey, good afternoon, Wes. What's going on, man? How are you? Another ya? day. Another day. I'm good. Same here. Same here. Did you watch that? Uh... Did you watch the WNO? I did. I caught some of it. This is pretty good stuff. Yeah, crazy. Re- just a really stacked card. Um, mm-hmm. I was really, excited. On really better and better events too. I love that. That's a good promotion. Yeah, that's a really good promotion. And I'm, I for one, I'm, I love seeing uh, so many of these events getting a lot of these top the top talent. Mm-hmm. Um it's not just fight to win anymore. It's there's so many good promotions out there now that are, I mean that man, that card was just stacked. Yeah. So, um, what was your favorite? I, it had to be the Rotolo. It was that, that was without a doubt my favorite match. Scary. Scary. (laughs) How good that kid is. Both of, both of them. He was just a madman. And he just didn't attacker. Didn't stop the whole round. I just, some of those passing sequences, I just couldn't. The pace. It's. It's unreal. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, this, and he's a kid. I know. Wow. Uh, these. Do you these, know how old they are? They're 17. Oh my gosh. So. That's yeah, crazy. They're, this they're is going to be, this is going to uh, be fun to watch. I mean, oh man. For a long they're, time. They're going to be at the top. Yeah. I mean. For a long time. Wow. I couldn't believe, uh, you know, I, I was telling you earlier how I, how I kind of noted how, um, you know, he's kind of in that the back end of that tweeny phase, going against another top level black yeah. belt, who's a tough competitor, and I mean, he's it's just insane to see that kid go against yeah, him and just him. Do, I mean he had no answers it was no. it was really some incredible techniques 
Um, These champions are getting younger and younger. Yeah, I know. They're they're coming out of the womb. Just excellent, you know? Yeah. I mean, these kids, they just train and they just start so young now in in such an established sport like jujitsu. You know, it's not like maybe a couple decades ago, you might not have that opportunity in the, in the States anyway, you know, to find a gym that you can thrive like that. There just wasn't many now, you know, there's just top tier schools everywhere. And you have these kids coming out training since they were young hit, you know, hitting adulthood. And it's like, they've already, (laughs) they've already got like 10 years of experience in. Yeah. I, I think crazy. I think I saw, um, Galvao say that the Rotolo brothers have been training for like 14 years. So it means they've been on the mat since they've been three. Wow. Like how crazy is that? That's, it explains everything. Yeah. So, I mean, and they're, they're brown belts. Yeah. You know, I mean, to just not really. Yeah. That's exact. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Not really. Is there, it's crazy. I know. So I thought that match was great. I, and to, to your point, the Grace Gundrum, um, match against uh uh bastos bastos was i thought that was a really really good match um another young athlete mm-hmm. two two young athletes who grew up in the sport are on the top of it and we're going to see them for yeah the foreseeable future that Grace hadn't lost since she was twelve years I old. Know. or something. I, I think so. it, like she hadn't lost. Yeah, she, what is she? Eighteen? So she hadn't lost in like yeah, six years, six, something yeah. like that. Crazy, crazy. And They're saying uh, that she just, uh, she just like literally doesn't watch matches. She doesn't study jujitsu or watch matches. She just goes to the gym like a robot, and they're like, she does what we tell her, and yeah. then she just they've taught like they literally just created this beast of jujitsu person athlete and like she just goes out like she doesn't really even study her opponents or anything i don't i don't know if that's good or bad but it's just like she they're just like she's a freak like that she's just she's just always that good she's just that technical she just studies what she knows and just studies jujitsu in her own game and her own little world but she's here to stay i mean it's it's just a kid you know yeah That, that good crazy when she lost to the Bastos, she won worlds, so mm-hmm. um, you know there's no slouch. There's no no slouch for losing that one. No, not at all. You know, I and mean, we're gonna see that match. It was a technical again, match. Yeah, it was it was pretty technical. Yeah, I thought, and you know that with Grace, you know she's so she's very soft spoken, and it, so did did you see uh, uh, the fight to win? This was maybe a month or six weeks ago. She went against Patty Fontes. Yeah. And who's a Nogi world champion herself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just wrecked her. I mean, it was like, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened with Patty Fontes if she took her lightly because she was a young kid or mm-hmm. what. But I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was dominant. Wow. And, um, so when she came when she was going against Bostas, I was like, "Wow, this is going to be a, another good, another good fight." She's so soft spoken, you know. She's very quiet. Apparently, she's very quiet even in the gym too. But even yeah. watching yeah. her after the Fontes match, she just like didn't show a ton of emotion. Just got up. Is very uh, yeah, <laughs> very stoic. 
I yep. think would be the right word. And she was off the mats, picked up her win and left. I was like, wow. So yeah, cr- crazy. Um, good stuff. Good stuff, man. I'm happy to see uh professional jujitsu growing and, and more hopefully and more, every more year. and more. And hopefully they can pay these athletes more and more. And how about Hadolfo? We were talking about that earlier, but how about uh Kain and Duarte and yeah. Hadolfo? Um didn't expect didn't expect <sighs> it to go quite like that. But um Yeah, wow. I mean Kennan's he's just been dominating. I mean, he's he's at the top of the sport right now, and he's just been competing so much over the last few years. Where Rodolfo, he's been concentrating on MMA, so I kind of expected that. But yeah, it was it was you know it was a couple minutes. It was only in it was two minutes in. So yeah, but you know you're getting these big names. That's what's cool about it. You get these big either legends of the sport or guys that have been in and or or have been or are in MMA right now that they're interested in kind of crossing over now because jujitsu is getting that much pull in terms of pro and, and exposure on these events. So, you know, you saw Lovato doing it a lot, um, especially now since he's not doing MMA as much, but a lot of guys have been crossing over a little bit, doing a little bit of both Gilbert Burns. Yeah. That guy was on a tear in MMA and he comes over to like fight to win and just, murders people on the jujitsu mat and goes back and kills people yeah. in MMA. I mean, there's some studs. They just, they go both ways. You know, they're just all over the place. And that's just because the jujitsu professional scene and it, it's just grown so much with, you know, the promote, the different promotions and flow grappling, you know, put, putting, making a lot of that available to yeah, the fans. For sure. You know? I've, uh, so I know that, um, I'm going to be really excited for what this coming ADCC is going to be like. Yeah. Um, Cause man, if these, these promotions are like this right now, I think this next ADC ADCC is going to be mm-hmm. incredible with yeah, the, it's going to be great. Oh my gosh. I, I know that, um, there was, uh, I got onto a Instagram live with, um, Mo Hasim, who's like, does all the, uh, he does all, like all the scheduling. I, I think he does mm-hmm. the invitations and all the stuff for ADCC. I think he's kind of the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was he talking runs, about, he runs a lot of it. Yeah. He runs most of it. And he was talking a lot about, uh, how him and how ADCC and Dana White have a really great relationship. And so Dana White is like almost encourages people to go do those tournaments because I mean, one, it, it shows the versatility of his athletes, of the UFC athletes, but it keeps them keeps them sharp, keeps them training, keeps them doing yeah. all that stuff. And man, I he he mentioned that he had some sort of invite. He he called it a blockbuster uh, match that he's trying to put together. That is, he said it's going to be crazy. But oh, really? uh, well, yeah, I don't, he wouldn't say anything about it. But besides that, it's going to be pretty amazing but we'll see so i think adcc we'll see what they do Um, it'll yeah it'll it'll be big and plus flow you know the promotion's bigger now with who's involved yeah and seth and flow grappling and fight to win and i don't know yeah I i think seth is doing a lot of the 
I think he's doing a lot of the production value for this, yeah. for the mm-hmm. ADCC. Yeah. So, but see also, I think the trials have been postponed. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I guess it depends on how this COVID stuff goes, whether they post everything gets pushed back or I guess, you know, they'll just put cram all the trials in and still get the main event going, but you just never know right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a he, big one. it is a big one. He had talked about doing like back to back years for ADCC. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's not a not a not a bad idea. Yeah, but that was that was kind of the. Uh, I thought he. I thought it was really interesting hearing him talk about a lot of the ADCC stuff. So uh, people were throwing in some pretty crazy people. Are people honestly? People are trying to get Khabib. Oh yeah, to to go grapple in ADCC. Yeah, really. So yeah. Oh my people, god. I know. It would, I know it, it would be so huge, it, it, dude. That guy has. Uh, you can't even fathom the following that Khabib has. I mean, it's it's such a global following. So many people. Yeah. Just that name. It's incredible. I know. So if they can pull him in, that's wow. that, that'd be the How, biggest score of all time, man. For the promotion. Oh my god. Yeah. Awesome. So a lot more, yeah. a lot more, a lot more options out there for the professional athlete. And, you know, I think even, even for the, you know, the weekend warriors and the, the amateurs, you know, I, I've seen more, obviously in the last few years, you see, I'm seeing more tournaments come into Arizona, more promotions. Um, it seems like the scene's kind of growing even, you know, in the face of COVID obviously, but up until that point and still now, you know, you still have the States that are allowing some types of tournaments. They're, they're trying to go for it, put it out there. Cause there's a, there's a want, you know, and a need for the athletes the, they want to, they want to get out there and compete. So hopefully this whole thing blows over quicker than we, you know, quicker what they're saying right now, but you get back to the competition scene and, Everyone keeps, you know, getting out there, and because right now it's even guys that are training in in a lot of areas, there's no option for competition. So if you're, you know, in that mindset and you want to be a competitor, there's not a lot of options right now. Yeah. Especially right now, after what we've talked about the last few weeks of even more states locking stuff down, and but yeah, and the you know, unless you live in really Florida or Texas, yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you have to travel whether you drive, Mm. whether you fly it's so with local tournaments being shut down, it's, um, in most of these States, I mean, there's not many options. There's just no options for, for a lot of competitions. So, well, master worlds is coming up this week. Do you know off the top of your head how many competitors have signed up for that? I I, I honestly haven't I looked. I don't, but ninety eight percent of them are going to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, true. Probably true. You know the thing that I was when I was watching uh, Pants. Yeah, it was like it all was the face masks in the stands. Well, not just that. <laughs> the lack all of. the all the face masks in the stands. The lack of, but then I was watching. Uh, 
man, it was like they were skimping on all the mat cleaning stuff. Like they were just like barely putting it on the mats. I was like, <laughs> like if it, now's the time, now, guys. I know use I, the product. I couldn't believe it. I was like, they run the the you know the big four foot mop over it and it would still be dry as a bone whenever they were like i was like gosh you guys yeah like you know if you're gonna take a break between the competition like Make soak that thing yeah. and you clean know it. clean it so we'll see maybe if somebody's I, listening I, yeah. at masters worlds <laughs> that they'll they'll uh they'll do a quick quick order on some some extra product you know get some of that covid killer simple green industrial oh, that's what i use the stuff that i use on my mats is like it, it's i don't even want to touch it it's like <laughs> yeah exactly it's I, toxic. I like i put like i don't actually do this but i was gonna say i put like plastic booties around my feet just to like get on it the mats when it's, I'm, <laughs> says don't touch it it's powerful but yeah. i mean hopefully that doesn't happen over over there but you know i don't know some of these events, I mean, Master Worlds pulls in thousands of people. Oh, thousands! At least the one in Vegas t- traditionally does. You know, I mean, it's it's such a huge tournament. There's just, um, but this one might be smaller. But you know, hopefully, everyone is are smart about it. You know, yeah. I mean, we we know that competition in those those environments typically. I don't know if there's any scientific evidence of this, but they're, you know, they're not the cleanest environments. A lot of people get sick in and around the times of competition. I think that has to do with the mats in some cases, but also people's immune systems are depleted because they're yep. putting their bodies through hell, cutting weight and doing all that stuff, training so much, you know, stress. I mean, it's very common to get sick after a tournament. Yeah. I've heard many, many athletes tell me that. Like, I don't, I mean, that's just my experience and I have yeah. too, um, but Having said that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you got to be careful in an event like this because the reality is, is like there's just there's a lot of spread of this stuff when people get when there's a lot. That's when this stuff's spreading. It's in big group yeah. gatherings. So um, even though yeah. the, even though that state is open and they're allowing things to go on, they should still you know hopefully they're following through with protocol and keeping athletes safe and everyone wearing masks around there or limiting get, you know, limiting the spectators. I don't know what they're doing, but it's a big one. You know, it's yeah. There's, there's going to be, be a lot of people out there. A lot of people. I know mm-hmm. pans. I think they're, they looked at, you know, with their enrollments with previous years. I mean, I think it was, it was over 90%. If you look at the uh, amount of athletes they have in the previous years versus how many, Oh, athletes wow. they had i mean it, it, it they were comparable you know and you you know and you still didn't have the international athletes i've got right. a um i've got an athlete going out to um compete at masters worlds this coming up week and um that's actually some of the stuff we were talking about he's a um he's a high achiever uh he he was going through a very stressful time. And, you know, in the app that I use, it's got like, you know, behavior tracking, sleep tracking, all that stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, as he's kind of on the back couple weeks of his, uh, gym camp and then the stuff that we we've got doing as far as his strength and conditioning. And then he's had some extra life stress. And 
I was like watching his sleep scores go just into the commode. And I got up with him. I was like, dude, what's going on with sleep, man? This is not the time to be like, we got to figure your sleep stuff out. Like, tell me what's going on. We kind of worked through it, gave him some strategies on how to keep uh, his sleep going well, because this is like you were saying with immune systems being compromised and Mm -hmm. um, you're in a training camp with, you know, you're training hard. He's doing the workouts that I had designed for him, which are not easy. Um, And then on top of that, like all the extra life stuff that adds and compounds to that stress, like we can't sacrifice sleep. I don't care what you have to do to get sleep. Yeah. Um, That is going to be, that's like the biggest thing for recovery that it's like the biggest, Mm -hmm. It's number it's the, one. It's number one. It's the biggest thing combat athletes can do for recovery is to make sure you're getting plenty of sleep. So, yep. um, and you know, he's not a pro athlete, you know, yeah. he's, I think that, um, you know, kind of to tie in all the stuff we've been talking about, you know, with the WNO and these pro athletes, man, this is their job. Yeah. This is what they do. Their bodies can maintain that because, um, they've built over, they built up the, demands to full-time jujitsu and then full-time strength and conditioning and full-time all of that, that they've built up that training load. Right. And, um, for 99% of us, we can't train like that. Yep. Um, so it becomes a really delicate balance of balancing life and work and school and all, and Mm -hmm. then, all the gym stress is for, which is as far as like training jujitsu and then training in like a, you know, doing all your strength work and stuff to make sure that you're, you know, staying, um, you're able to stay on the mats and be healthy. So it becomes a really delicate balance. And, um, a lot of times I, what I see with, with jujitsu athletes is a lot of, a lot of overtraining. And I think, um, when it comes down to like recreational athletes that are just trying to stay fit, they're not even really worried about competition and even the amateur athletes, which are, have a really high likelihood of overtraining, which are the athletes that are, they train, a, you know, handful of times a year, maybe 10 or 12 times a year. Um, but they also have full-time jobs, schools, all that stuff mm-hmm. it becomes really difficult to balance that stuff. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, yeah, that's, got to find that what, balance. You got to find the balance and, and um, that's different for everyone. You know, yeah. it's, that's what makes it so unique. And it's an interesting, it's interesting, it's just interesting to go through a thought process on, I try to do that to try to, especially for this podcast, to try to relate to other people as well, you know, because we yeah. all have our own experiences doing jujitsu and mine and yours are completely different and we even trained yeah. together for years, you know? Yeah. So it's just as much as what's going on the outside of your jujitsu gym as what's going on the inside. Mm-hmm. Because again, this is not, you know, it, for me at least it's a major part of my, you know, being fully aware and fulfilled as a person. Jujitsu is a piece of that, but it's not everything. Right. So yeah. we kind of st- hit on this before, you know, for some people it might be, it might be 90% of what you do. You know, you're either, you're an instructor, you're training and 
or you're a pro and this is all you're putting all your eggs in this basket, you know, but for people like myself and for you, it's just a piece of, you know, we have other things going on. We can't, we don't have the opportunities to dedicate that much time to it, you know? So it means, so it's, and, and that's just me, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy in my forties, you know, for someone that's coming, some 18 year old kid who this is, you know, it's going to be a completely different experience, you know, and balance mm-hmm. is what I'm yeah. getting at, you know, a different balance in life. Um, some of us have more responsibilities than others, you know? So what is the key to finding the balance though? That's probably different for everyone as well. You know, I mean, yeah. that balance is, it's not easy to say, Hey, well, three, you know, three classes here and, or maybe do five this week. And, you know, it's, it's just so person dependent on their own situation, you know? So that's why everyone's journey is so different and it takes different amounts of time. Yeah. Yeah. That stress adds up outside of life, you know, and, and it affects your training. Mm-hmm. Um, the body stress is stress as far as like the human body goes. Um, the same stress signals get fired when you get stressed out at work as whenever you are doing a hard workout or whenever you're like doing jujitsu. I mean, jujitsu is stress. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's a workout, but the way that we get better at workouts is you actually stress the human body so that it will repair itself to become stronger. Yeah. Um, but if, if the, all of the outside life stuff that also fires the same stress hormones and the same, same stress signals, if all of those are also going at the same time, train like that stress component, all the outside life stuff will easily carry over just based on a cellular mechanism yeah. to add stress to your, to your training. Yeah. Um, and so for it, when, Things are in balance. (laughs) When things are in balance, they're great. Or when, um, but when you're, what I see with a lot of athletes is, I mean, we've trained with some really, really, and we've trained with with pros, people that are doing this, they're full time. And honestly, it took me a little while to figure out that, oh, like I can't train like that. Yeah. I can train hard. I can still go, Mm -hmm. but. Um, the next day might look, is going to look different for me. Yeah. And the next two days might look different for me than what it's going to look like for somebody on the pro side. And it might mean that, you know, it might mean that I I take a day off or I only drill the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on top of, you know, like you were going back with you and I being, having other stuff going on, it's just a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, you know, all that extra life stuff, you know, that also affects my recovery too. So it's uh it's yeah. a balance, like you, like you were saying. It changes too, you know. It's I I've seen my in my own experience, you know, it changes depending on what you got going on in life. I mean, look at this last year. My my training routine has completely changed, you know, over the last nine months, going from where I was feeling good, I'm getting in there like probably. And so for me, um, I'm, I'm, I'm super busy, 
You know, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a few different projects going on. I own a, a business, a brick and mortar business is open to the public. You know, I have to be there a lot. I own an online apparel business, which is, you know, a whole nother workload. So I always, my mind's always running, you know, it's always in go mode because I, I have all this responsibilities. And um, so for me, the jujitsu helps alleviate stress, right? It's my get, it's my breakaway. It's where I don't think about any of that. So the more I can get that in, the better mentally. Mm -hmm. um, however, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean I can go seven days straight without yeah. any repercussions for my body, <laughs> you know? So that's where I've had to find a balance, especially getting older, um, as, as we all do, you know, and I'm not just saying because of my age, but as you go through this and you've been doing this for years, you're aging and your body is too. So you have to adjust, you know, to certain things. And for me, I have to basically, I try to listen to my body, you know, I just try to, if I plan, I plan on going and I like to work out, like I said before, every day. And that might mean, you know, three days of jujitsu and three days of strength training. Yeah. You know, but every morning I'm doing something, you know, pretty much. And sometimes I, I get into such a mode, like before COVID hit, um, there was a many months period where um, I was in a mode where I would catch myself never taking a day off. Like I was getting that way. Like I, you just get in the rhythm, you know, I'm working every day. I'm working out in the morning, then going to work. I'm every day, boom, 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 hitting it, you know, just hitting the goals, just keep going. There's not a lot of breaks, you know, when you're running your own business and stuff. So yeah, I started realizing that I was feeling good, but also I wasn't taking any rest days. And that, that feels really good when you're in the moment and you make it work. But every time that happens to me, I run into a, a brick wall, meaning something happens where I overtrain or I, you know, I just didn't let my body rest and I get a tweak here in jujitsu or something. I just know that that wouldn't have happened otherwise, you know? So, yeah. um, I've had to be smart about that for my own good in some ways. And I think with COVID, um, and I've heard this other people say, yeah, I gave my body a break, you know, from training a little bit, a forced break because people are addicted to jujitsu and you don't really ever take, you know, if you're doing this all the time, you don't really take like, weeks off at a time you just yeah. don't why do you want to you know so you end up training like we've talked about many times through minor injuries or whatever it is so that was kind of a when i got injured in june taking those several months off for rehab was kind of a i feel good now is what i'm saying like all around like it was kind of a good mental and physical break but these last couple months i've been training again ramping things up and thankfully I'm smart. I was, I've been pretty smart about, I've really been restricting myself. I mean, yeah, you don't want to, but it, I've just, I'm like, I don't want to get hurt again so that I'm out again. Like, I just want to yeah. ramp this up. I want to get back to where, and I've been doing this long enough, whether it's this or strength training, I know there's a ramp up and I know it takes time. So the more, the more you realize that and you can control that portion of it, because the same thing goes with the gym. If you go, if you take off time from the gym, you go in, you think, hey, I'm going to bench this much, or I'm going to press, or I'm going to squat this much. This is what I was doing before. Go for it. See how that goes for you. Yeah. You know, it never goes well when you try to go back too hard. You got to like work your way back into it, you know? So same with jujitsu. 
and that's where I've been feeling now. So for my balance, it's it's kind of finding because I I still like doing strength training and stuff. So um, that makes me feel great too, just like a jujitsu workout. Like I feel mm-hmm. great when I do that. So I try to get all those in, and I end up working out a lot. Like you know, six seven days a week sometimes, but. My point was, is now, just now, after a couple months of being back after the summer lockdown, shutdown, my injury, I'm starting to ramp it up to where I'm hopefully going a little bit more jujitsu, you know, and being consistent. But for me, it's all about consistency, like everything in my life. So I have to like set those days. Basically, I have a target each week of what I'm going to do. And that's, I know that's my balance. Like, I know that's how I operate good. I've been doing this forever. Hopefully guys, most people that have been training like this is going to, they're going to know that like, this is where I work best. I train better at night or I train better in the morning or four days is a little bit too much for me. I'm, I'm working 70 hours a week, crazy hours. I just can't do that. You know, everyone's going to have that, but that's why the balance is different for everyone. For me, I'm, I'm always in work mode. So I like to get my workouts in early morning, whether it's jujitsu or strength, I get up early, I do it early, like as early as I can. So for me, training jujitsu starts at 6.30 a.m. And typically if I had to go to the strength gym, it's around that time or maybe within an hour later than that. But at least then the rest of the day, I have my workout in. I'm set mentally for the day. I feel I'm feeling good. And then I just get into that rhythm where the, those great days feel turn into great weeks yeah. of, of training and feeling good and being healthy, you know? And that's my whole goal is just staying on that. You know, sometimes you get knocked off, but you have to ramp it back up and get back up there and just keep keeping that pace, you know, that's what works for me. And that's my balance, you know, so. Yeah, uh, you kind of touched on something about like ramping up um, and you've done you've done awesome uh, at doing that. And the bigger picture is understanding delayed gratification and the bigger picture is you're delaying well i could go hard right now um but it might not i might not be doing this over the next few months whereas now you're it was in june i mean what is that you're six months post-injury yeah you're you've been ramping up like been ramping up over this you know last um several months of being like back in the gym full time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you could have easily come back when great guns and it'd been too much, but you understood delayed gratification and kind of how you best operate from a balance wise. And you put, you didn't, you didn't budge on it. No. And you gotta um, be smart. You just, cause I've been dumb about it too in the past, you know, it's like, and then you kick yourself, you know, you're kicking yourself in the ass. Why did I do that? I mean, I've done that. I'm old enough to where I've been through different experiences, injuries, setbacks, and it goes, you know, it's, it works here. It works here and it works in regular life about other things. You know, it's like sometimes, and, and, and you know this too about a business, you know, you got to, you got to slow roll that sometimes you got to build yeah. up your business. You know, I mean, there's, there's no, uh, you know, there's no easy way to do it. And people that go hard and throw a bunch of money at stuff and try to build something right away, a lot of times it fails because again, you know, you it 
it's that ramp up, you know, you get consistency, you get you. And that, I really firmly believe that, you know, it's like, um, getting into that consistent mode of training at the people, honestly, the people that struggle around me with jujitsu are the people that aren't consistent in the gym. I mean, that is just, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, that's what I see. You know, it's, uh, I come here, you know, either, either it's three times a week and then maybe next week it's once. And then I don't see him a week or two or yeah. yeah, it's just like, it's like anything. That's what I'm saying in life. You just keep consistent at it. And that it's that momentum that keeps building up as along with your knowledge and whatever you're doing and you just get better at it, you know, and you just be consistent and it works that way for me very well. But I could not, I don't think I would ever be where I am in jujitsu if I was up and down, uh, you know, I don't know. I just don't I've never been like that, but there are people like that, that pop into the gym and pop in and out. Oh, like there are yeah, people like sure. that. So, yeah. Um, what was, when did you kind of, I guess my question would be, when did you kind of start finding your balance and what was your process to, um, for, kind of for the listener, what would, what would be your take on how they can start trying to find and analyze their jujitsu and their work-life balance and, and making a plan to, to finding their balance? Yeah. I mean, I think obviously you just have to analyze your situation. Um, I think you have to be able to adapt. That's the biggest thing, you know, and, and also that can be difficult, especially because with traditionally with jujitsu, you're attached to a gym, a single gym, you know, in, in like a strength gym, you're working out on your own. You know, you can go to LA fitness, you can go to mountainside. I can switch up. If I have to move five miles down here, I can go to EOS, you know, jujitsu is not like that. So, you know, you almost have to have a bigger picture sometimes if you're dedicated to a certain school, number one, you might be able to, what if you have to, you know, it, it literally will change your decision-making and some of your bigger life decisions sometimes, you know, if you're living like maybe close to your school and then you have an opportunity to maybe move, but it's 20 miles from your school. Or you can move 10 miles from, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so that's number one is getting that big picture of and understanding that if you're going to stay at one gym and train jujitsu, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to throughout, you're going to have so many changes in your life. Typically everyone will, you're going to have to be, uh, kind of mold your way as you go or discover new ways to train or work around things. So you might you might start off as a white belt and you're training three, four times a week and you're you're doing really well and you're advancing and maybe you get a promotion at work and you have to work different hours. Then you can't go to the same class you've been going to the, for the last year and a half. And here comes this, it puts a halt on your training. Well, does it or does it make you, you know, then see what you can do, be dedicated, remain consistent by, I got to change it up. I got to start going in this class over here or this, you know, go to this earlier class here. So the one thing I never compromise on what I suggest is not training. Like that's never a compromise for me. So that's step one. You know, you just have to be consistent. That's the biggest thing. Like I always put that first in terms of, I always, in my mind, I always feel if I don't get a workout in or I don't get jujitsu and I'm just not going to, I'm not going to excel at my other stuff. That's just my mindset. Now I just feel like that 
That's how I feel when I do it. And when I don't do it, I don't feel as productive. So, you know, setting, having that balance, it's, I can only speak to my own, you know, my own experience, but like right now I'm going right now, I I'm very busy with my businesses. I'm also starting to try to ramp up and find some more time to get it into the gym. Um, I'm doing a remodel on some of my home. So I have these other, I have a lot going on, but one thing I'm not doing is saying, Oh, I, I don't need to get up. You know, I could just sleep in three hours instead of getting up at five fifteen in the morning and driving across town to the gym. I just don't compromise on that. So I think I just put such a high priority on my training. I think that's the only way you get to where I am. Not to, not to say I'm anything anywhere that's more than someone else, but you know, you're not going to advance unless you're making com- sacrifices. So mm-hmm. I think that's just it. You just have to just figure out a way, you know, and in your case, like perfect example, you don't have a gym to go to right now, but you know, you're finding other people to train with. I mean, that's just, we, we've talked about this a bunch and you just have to do yeah. it. You have to, you have to be able to adapt and it, it's really just going to show your commitment to jujitsu, you know, and not to say if you can't train and, that you're not totally committed, you know, you're going to get back to it, whether you get a new job or you find another class to go to. But, you know, for me, I'm always very protective about decisions that might change my, my schedule. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't accept moving right now because I just, I wouldn't move outside of somewhere far where it would make me too, it would make it too difficult to get to jujitsu. Yeah. I'm not willing to make that life decision right now to leave my gym and to go to another gym and train jujitsu. That's how powerful it is. Like, that's what it means to me. So I'm going to make decisions. So if, if that's that important to me, then it should be that important every day. Like I make it a priority to get to class, you know? Yeah. Cause like anything in life, if I, if I, if I didn't make that same commitment with my business, if I just said, ah, I'm just going to take it. these two days a week, I am not going to do anything for any businesses. I'm just going to sit, put my phone in another room, sit on the TV and watch Netflix all day. That's just, that's impossible for me. Like that mm-hmm. just can't happen because everything would suffer as a result, you know, and maybe that's not everybody, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying if you can, that's great. I've had a job where I had plenty of vacation. I could take days off and not think about anything. I just, that's my position right now. I don't have yeah. that opportunity. So that's how, that's my mindset. So I treat everything like that. So I'm just always, you know, since I'm so busy, I just, these other things have to be part of my days and weeks. And that's my, my physical fitness. I mean, that's what it is for me. It's very important because my health condition, I just have to keep up my health. Yeah. So it's a non-negotiable. Yeah, exactly. And it's fun. Yeah. Like that's the funnest, you know, funnest part of the day. So yeah, you want to do it, you know? Um, I mean, if you're in a good environment and you're liking your training, but, uh, I just, I just think it helps in so many other aspects of your life. You know, it's it, just being, cons- being consistent, being, being consistent. healthy, being yep. healthy, to be honest. So. Yeah. I, um, I think a different, as you were going through kind of all of that with, with how you design your stuff, I was thinking about, uh, my own situation, you know, I've told this story on the podcast about, you know, that 
professor that I had that was like, I want to know what you're giving up to be here in school and all this stuff. And, um, and it was, you know, I set that as a priority. Um, the other piece, uh, I think is being able to reflect on your training and being able to be like, Oh, I went five days last week and I went hard. And today, like, I am not feeling good at all. Maybe, maybe is it that I went too many days or is it my training intensity was too much? And so being able to take like your training and reflect on what is a good load and what is a good intensity for what your circumstance is Mm -hmm. um both of us are entrepreneurs maybe one of the listeners is an entrepreneur or has just a really really high stress job and um maybe they have a couple of nagging injuries going on whatever the circumstance is you know maybe your training doesn't look like you know you're getting four or five hard rolls in three days a week. Mm-hmm. Maybe your training looks like some lower intensity, some maybe some higher intensity drills with some lower intensity rolls. Yeah. You know, maybe, so being able to see where, you know, find weeks that didn't go so well, that was too much and finding different ways to address the, the volume and intensity to be able to meet the needs that you want as far as your physical fitness and health goes and whatever, however many days you're trying to train a mm-hmm. week and adjust the volume and intensity to where you can meet the goals and you're successful at meeting your goals, but you're also not putting yourself at an increased risk of, of injury or yeah, um, whatever, whatever that is. So um, being able to, but that, that, but I mean, I'll admit I'll, that's I'll, hard. it's hard. That's yeah. really hard to do. Um, yeah, you can do it, but you have to be very c- cerebral about it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of where I was going is like me ramping up my training the last couple months. That's what I've been doing. And it's not easy, but yeah, because I've literally had to tell myself or step off the mats or just call it quits for the day. And not because I don't want to keep rolling honestly, but it's just because I, I might know, you know, especially when I first came, started coming back, I was just like, I just knew because I would go too hard right away, right away. You know, you start going and then I, I took one too many rolls one day and I, I started feeling it, you know, and I was like, uh, man, I just, that was dumb. I just knew it. I was like, I should just keep, keep it slow, keep it ramping up, keep doing my therapy and ramping into this. And so it takes a lot of thought process and a lot of control that a lot of times you don't have in the gym. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to, um, I guess, express yourself in the gym in a way that- That's what I was going to say. You know, in a way that you're able to talk to your coach, your training partners. And, you know, it's too bad that hopefully, hopefully this concept will start- becoming more accepted and well-known of, and that only comes with people being more educated about their physical condition and their health. But maybe we'll get to a point where that, that might be a little bit more respected in like an academy 
because you, you, you know, damn well that there's plenty of places that will look down upon you if you're taking a roll off. Yeah. You know, which everybody is a, has a different circumstance, you know, yeah. would you rather the person stay at home and not do anything? Or do you want them to come and do some drills and maybe sit out the rolls because they have a slight injury or something yeah. or, or they're just not feeling it that night. You know, you understand? I mean, it's like, so I think some instructors and some people are completely cool with that and understand and have empathy towards those types of things. But I've also heard the flip side where, you know, you almost don't want to say anything because the coach is going to give you shit about it, you know? So um, that's the conversation that could be tough for people. But if that's the case, if you think you're training too hard, then maybe you don't go that night or something, you know? I mean, with jujitsu, it's a little bit tougher because you're also, you have to have training partners and they're expecting a certain amount out of you and vice versa, as is your coach. So I think you just have to kind of be open about it, you know? And, you know, I mean, if you're going to like dial down your training and say, I'm just going to, you know, cause you even mentioned it, I'm just going to drill today. Some, you know, if you have that option, that's great. <laughs> but, yeah. um, and maybe, you know, I think for the most part, maybe you probably would in a jujitsu academy. But yeah, if someone, if the coach is one of these people that wants everyone to go 100%, they might look down upon you because you're doing that. I think you just have to be open with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That conversation um, with the coach. It's important know, because it's the, important. the classes are treated like everyone's the same. Everyone's the same. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's how classes are treated, basically. And they're not. Not. Line up. This is all, you know, everyone's going to do the same exact thing. Well, that only goes so far. What if someone's yeah. not in the, that type of condition? Um, yeah, so absolutely. It's, yeah. It, but it is, again, it goes back to just being aware and being aware of like what you said, being aware of how you're feeling, you know, your past circumstances, your past, you might come back at a certain point and this isn't, you know, Hey, this isn't me in 2017, you know, yeah. it's, different you know you it might have been comp you might have been competing a lot more that year you might have been training you might have had different outside circumstances in life um less stressors maybe and maybe you were that was your year you know that's why i'm saying it's such a long-term game jujitsu in general because if you're if you're with it for longer than if you get your purple belt and you're in love with it you're just going to keep doing it probably forever as long as you can so you know um you got to be able to adjust yeah <laughs> guys that are older grapplers and been around in the game they know that for sure yeah because they they can't move the way they did before yeah or you know so i mean that goes that's the same conversation with you know you got to be open with your training partners too yeah tell them exactly it's another that's another hard conversation mm -hmm. um you know tell them exactly what you're trying to do maybe i am going back to let's take the drilling uh, I'm just going to drill today. I mean, um, you know, maybe I'm doing five minutes of high intensity, you know, bullfighter passing. I mean, that's, that's, that's not easy work. I mean, a whole yeah. round while everybody's rolling, it's a, it is less risky than certainly less risky than rolling a hundred percent, you know, you're still getting a good workout. Um, but even with your training partners, this is a hard piece because we're training together, but it's my training. Like yeah. for me personally, like it's, we're training together, but like I, like your training partner doesn't know 
your body doesn't know what you're experiencing. Yeah. And you have to tell that your training partner, um, you know, I've made it a point to ask people openly, do you have any injuries? Yeah. What should I not attack? Like if you have a messed up shoulder, like I, I want to know about it because I want you to be able to train. I'm not, it's yeah. not cause I'm want to attack it. It's cause I want you to be able to train without fear and risking attacking that injured body part. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think that having those open conversations between, uh, yeah, even your that, training partners, mm-hmm. that comes definitely with, especially the environments you and I've been around where they're the same group of people, you know, you, that'll be that that's a more comfortable conversation. Like if me and you had that, that would just be no big deal. Yeah. You know, but, and, and any of the people that I train with, you know, that's just the vibe we have, but not everybody, again, I'm trying to think and not everybody has the same situations yeah. in training and same, you know, um, there's hardcore people out there, honestly. And, yeah. You know, and they have a certain set expectation as a coach. Um, but I think like anything, if you can communicate that, but first, the first step is just being educated and knowing in in your own body and your own abilities, right? I mean, that's what it all comes back to. You have to be able to recognize that first, that you're injured or that you're tired or that you shouldn't be training that day because that's where it starts. And a lot of people don't even have that simple view of themselves. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm just going to keep going out there. I just got to do it. They say, I got to go, you know, I got to go five times a week. I got to get there, you know, and just putting your body at risk. And it's just, you can only do that for so long as you age that, that shit catches up to you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> real quick. Yeah. So that's one thing I've realized is like you have, there's a, and there is a fine balance, you know, for me also, because if I train, I start leaning towards jujitsu and it's, it's crazy. I've done this several times over the last few years, but if I lean a little bit more jujitsu and like going, you know, like every day and less strength training, I end up like tweaking something or, or I'll have a slight or I'll be sore or something or just something. Yeah. But I, if I can find that balance where I'm strong enough, I'm doing strength training I'm keeping active in that regard. And then I'm, that's a fine balance of jujitsu, maybe three, four times a week. That's what it is for me. You know, I'm going to try to ramp it up to like four days a week. To me, that's, that's a lot. That's plenty. Like I, I'm feeling it after that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's what works for me, but I have to have both. It's interesting, but that's what I've done for so many years. So my body's kind of like, you know, I recognize that. So you have to be able to recognize that. And that goes for, if you're changed, inserting some, maybe you're not doing strength training and maybe you talk to a guy like you and you know, they, somebody starts a program up again, you got to like ease into that. He's, you gotta, you're gonna have to find that fine, that, that balance between the two. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the perfect example. I mean, would anybody walk into a gym and um, throw on a 500-pound deadlift, yeah. right? Like, no, you're not going to do that. So why are, you know, you're also, you know, training seven days a week, and then you're a brand-new white belt training seven days a week. Well, that's a load issue. But yeah. going back to, like, what, you know, one of the things that I was talking about with having that conversation, I think, you know, you were saying between you and I, 
that's an easy conversation to have. That's not even a big deal. And in our training room, um, that's, that's just a Mm non-issue where I, where I see that sometimes is the new, the new grappler who is still a little bit uncomfortable with where they fit into this whole, the, just the the whole entire grappling experience it's they're yeah. learning this new skill they are really sore yeah um you're I mean, new to the community you're new to the community so then you show up as a a, uh, a white belt and you've got all this stuff going on i mean s- maybe in the back of your head, the person is thinking like, man, if I just tell this person, I don't want to train, like, what is that going to make me look like? Is, is that going to make me look not like I'm not dedicated or mm-hmm. how can a white belt? You can't, you just how, have to train. <laughs> yep. Just shut right. up. If you're a white belt. Yeah. Yep. This is for blue belts. up. Blue and belts only. and up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, but I totally get it because I felt that way. Yeah. There's no way sure. I would ever have gone in and gone and said that. I, I just wouldn't because everyone else is training. I would not want to be that guy to say, oh, I can't like, but my bum busted up this week, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I understand it. I completely understand yeah. it. But, you know, as you, like, again, as I said, as you get older, certain things become more important for me. Yes. It's the long game, you know? I'm yes. Like, I want to, I want to be as consistent and as healthy continually you know limit the risk of injury limit overtraining that type of thing because also i'm you know i'm not the only one talking here that runs businesses or has a job that's important we all do yes and guess what once you start getting out of whack with one that that other one can suffer you know it's Mm -hmm. like that's where it becomes you know it's it's a fine line, you know. You got to juggle everything, and it's everyone's experience is so unique. So you just have to be able to recognize that and make adjustments, you know. Yeah, and keep training. You know, you gotta you gotta find what pace. I always I always try to encourage people that I don't see all the time. You know, they're maybe struggling, and one thing I always say is that. It's like, well, first off, you got to get here consistently. Like that is the number one thing. You got to keep jujitsu at the in your mind at some point of the, you know, if you skip a week and you're not thinking about jujitsu, that's a huge loss. Yeah. You know, you got to, you know, even if it's two times a week or one time a week, you know, if you just come, at least you're going to be learning and you're going to be in that mode and of learning for that one hour, hour and a half, two hours a week. If it's just one class, that's better than nothing. If you want to continue, you know, if you want to advance, you got to be there more regularly. You got to put a certain amount of hours in. And that's, that's just the thing you got to like, that's why this COVID thing has been so difficult. That's why it's been a topic of conversation here. It's uh, how do we get our training in? You know, it's not, it's not easy during these times as we real spoiled when everything's wide open. And we all have access to any gym we want and anywhere we want. Yep. And now it's like slim pickings, depending on where you live. Yeah. It's, uh, 
It's crazy, man. You know, Lockdown 2.0. I, I know. It's, but yeah, you're right, man. It's getting crafty, getting how, how can you fit this in? That, I mean, that was a stage of my jujitsu. Um, this was, I'm trying to think how long this lasted. I know it lasted one, maybe two semesters, so almost a full year. It was probably closer to one semester. Um, where I, it was, I was doing twice a week, Mm -hmm. you know, that was it. That's all I could train. Um, my schedule and you know, has my own fault. I was putting together my own school schedules and I I had a procrastinated getting the classes that I want. And when you do that, you get the classes that are available. Exactly. And, um, that's not accommodating. That wasn't accommodating to what my Your training, my training. And I had that, that's the thing I had, had done this for so long. I was usually always the first person on getting in and like right when enrollments would open, mm-hmm. I was always getting in there because I was, I would literally set my schedule around jujitsu. Yeah. And so when I dropped the ball, it was like, I, you know, and I got really frustrated because it was twice a week, but that's, that's, you know, you can't beat yourself up over it. That's what you've got available to you. So I'm, well, I was in there twice a week and, um, had to go to go back into the stuff we've talked about previously. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing a lot of self-study. I was looking at yeah. other, other avenues of getting, keeping jujitsu Go, You know, my brother one time, this was a long time ago. Uh, I think I was like a, I don't even think I was a blue belt. I might've been a white belt. He told me, uh, he's like, man, if you put, if you put the same kind of effort into your studies as you do studying jujitsu, you'll go far. And I was like, (laughs) he kind of, it was kind of a dig actually. It was a total dig. Yeah. Um, you're probably like, thanks. (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly right i was like yeah you're you're 100 yeah. right i'm gonna go far in my education yeah i just you know put the same effort in that i'm doing with studying jujitsu. it was a total dig um but you know looking back on that i don't know why i just remembered that but um looking back on that he was right yeah well you, you made know? an adjustment but at least you kept going to the you know, you would go on your days, you know, that's, that's what you got to do. Yeah. That's what I, but I, like I, when I, the biggest shift for me was, I mean, this is how much, how important the, the consistency is for me, especially, you know, when you're doing jujitsu, we all know this, like you can't just, you're in it, you know, once you get in it, you're, you're, you have, you have one academy typically that you're showing up to, you know, so everything revolves around this academy if you're going to continue to train jujitsu, it's going to be a big part of your life. You know, that's why it's such a big decision when people leave an academy or have to move, you know, as you know. Um, but for me, it was when I left, uh, the job I had previously working for a big business and I had always set up my schedule even there. Like I would get a promotion or get a new job somewhere. And I always right away, I would be like, okay, I need to start at like eight o'clock or I would make sure that the, the hours that, I was working for this, you know, and sometimes I had leeway or, you know, they'd, they'd help me out a little bit, but I'd make sure that I could still go to my early morning jujitsu. That's how important it was for me. Like I would literally, if I had to take a job or not take a job because of it, because at that time 
I also would work all day and then drive all the way across town. I would get my kids, pick them up from their moms and then spend that night, you know, spend the rest of the night with them. I wasn't going to compromise that time with them Mm -hmm. by saying, okay, I'll start work early. Then I'll go to jujitsu after work, maybe in a night class or something. That's, that wasn't, that wasn't even an option for me. So I had to make that early morning work. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's such a big deal. Like, that's the type of commitment you have to have. And that could be different from everyone. But for me, that was the commitment I had to have. Like, I had to make sure that the decisions I was making, I wouldn't, I could still train jujitsu when I wanted to train. And it wasn't only that I, uh, I just also really liked the, the core group of people that I was training with in that specific time slot. So I was very, close and did not want to leave even not, not, not just the gym. I didn't even want to leave that class, you know? So when I went to leave the big business and I was uh, looking for a place to open up chill fit cryo, I was looking all over town and I mean, I would look at different places. I would meet with a realtor, look over here. I couldn't find anything that I really liked. And one day I just happened to notice It was, I drove this way every day. I would, before I went to work, I would go to jujitsu and I would drive down University Drive. And I just looked over to the the right one day and it was like for lease. So I literally, like, part of the reason I put Chill Fit where it is, which it's two blocks from my jujitsu academy, part of the reason is, but I'm, and I'm not joking, part of the reason is that I knew that I would just go to jujitsu and then go right to work right there, right after jujitsu every day. And not only would that keep my training alive in that environment and keep it consistent, but it also helped me um, tremendously with having my business there because it was so in close proximity. You know, I knew, I mean, I had it all planned out. I could go to the gym, I can shower there, start my day with jujitsu, then go right to work, work a full day. Like it made everything such an easier than driving 20 miles from my house to jujitsu, then driving another 25 miles back the other way for wherever I'm working at the time. Mm. Like I literally made that decision partly was based on the convenience and the ability to continue training jujitsu, whether that's good or bad, but that was part of my thought process. Like that's how important it was for me. So it's kind of cool. I mean, but it worked out great, you know, because it's so convenient. It's so convenient for me now. Yeah, and obviously, um, I've made a lot of connections through my business with um, Gustavo Dante's Jiu Jitsu. You know, we have a lot of clients from there coming in as well. So um, it's great for grapplers. So, and it's a central location. So, and it worked for me as a business owner. You know, if I'm yes. going to spend a lot of my time here, I want to be my my Jiu Jitsu gym, so I don't have to change gyms or you know have to worry about that stuff. That's how important it was for me. And I was at a I was a blue belt when I made those decisions. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, it's jujitsu is powerful in people's lives like that. I mean, it's made, I could tell a lot of stories. I mean, it's guided a lot of what I do in my life right now. So obviously sitting here talking about it on a podcast, you know, so, um, but that path and that approach is different for everyone. You just have to find your own balance and it's, I like to talk to other people that I train with and stuff. And people, some people are in similar situations, some in completely different situations, you know? Yeah. From somebody going to college and just getting the training in before they go to their classes to, you know, 
someone going to work full time for a whole day. Like when I, when you train early in the morning, a lot of people are going to work for the day, you know, they have a full day of work ahead of them. Yeah. So that's a cool vibe too, you know, and that, that I have friends that train in other early bird classes, like early morning, and that's usually typical, you know, but it creates a bond, you know, everyone's in there. It's like fight club. Yeah. You know, you're just going, you're going in there and getting it on in the morning and everybody's off putting their suits and ties on or whatever it is, wherever you're working, you're going to work, you know? Yep. That's what I used to do. I just get dressed. I'd have to get all dressed up, and like thirty minutes later, I'd I literally would be choking someone. Thirty minutes later, I'm in like a boardroom and stuff. It's like it's so. It's With interesting. A black it's, eye. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I've been, yeah. Well, I did have that, and I've been called out for that many times. But uh, they got you know they become they they get used to who you are. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess I mean, with that guy. Don't mess with that guy in the corner over there. Yeah. But it, uh. Yeah, man. So give us a, I believe I saw on the Roll Union website that uh, some geese have been getting out into the mail. Oh, yeah. Our our last release just got shipped out this last week. So that was good. Um, I actually saw a couple of them on the mats today. A couple of my training partners made the purchase. So that, that was cool is to so see. so sick, man. Yeah. It came out good. People really, I got a couple of pr- private messages from people saying they really liked it. And we had some delays on getting it out, but, um, it's been great. You know, it's right now the business of shipping and commerce and stuff, everything is so jacked up due to COVID like all over globally, you know? Yeah. So it's just another thing you have to deal with, with business, but, uh, it's been fun getting those out and, it's awesome seeing them on the mats, you know, it's, it's great. Like I, you know, and then it's funny cause I designed these and stuff obviously. And then I put them out and people buy them. Then I'm rolling and I'm like in the middle of roll, I'm looking at my own gi that someone else is wearing. It's yeah. It's pretty surreal in some, some cases. I you bet. Know? Cause I, I, you know, I'm an owner of an apparel company that trains all the time. So, um, I relate to everyone, you know, it's, but it's, it's cool to see that and people really like it. And, um, you know, I got some plans for 2021. If I can find some time, I got a lot of cool things I want to get out, but for now we got a couple new rash guards on our site and now these are know, the, we, these are the short sleeve rash guards. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. We got Man. a couple short sleeve rash guards and then I'm sometime in the early new year, I'm going to, there'll be a new release, a new version of like a ranked rash guard. Do the, do the short sleeve ones have the elastic and all that stuff at the bottom kind of like the ranked rash guards are those they do but in this this ver- these versions i put them inside they're sewn into the material oh um so gotcha. there's there's positives and negatives to both yeah the ranked ones had the raw rubber yeah which gives you a really good grip nice yep yeah um a little bit harder to make those um so these short sleeve ones we just went with the same elastic or the same banding, but it's inside like it's just more durable. It's inside like a sewn compartment now. Gotcha. And uh the people are really liking those too. Those fit. They're they're pretty cool. Dude that I like them a lot. That yeah. uh ranked rash guard that I've got. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the like dopest that rash guard that <laughs> that I've ever that I've ever owned. I love yeah. rolling in it. I put it on and I mean, it is like I spent a lot of time, dude. It's like designing a glove. Yeah. It just, I mean, it comes down. I mean that that 
that elastic the at the bottom, you know, that grip, you know, I had an old, I had a, another rash guard at one point that it had something similar at the bottom, but your, yours, the one that on that one, um, the one on the other gi, I don't know what happened. It fell apart, but the one yeah. that you've got on there, I mean, it's things got to be like three quarters of an inch width. And yeah. at, it, I mean, it hugs. Yeah. It hugs. So Those, man, I love that thing. They, um, I'll be honest. You said the other one fell apart. They do have more durability issues just because it's harder to keep that damn piece of rubber sewed onto that. But yeah. they, you know, so, but it's, it's tough, you know, to be honest, as an, as an owner of business, you want things to last, but on, people that buy stuff, they expect this stuff to last forever. And that's difficult. You know, you, yeah. sometimes you have to be realistic. You know, I think I try to build everything that's going to last a long time, but some people just beat the hell out of their, their, uh, you know, if you only have one gi and you're training a lot and you're washing that thing, that thing, those things are going to wear out. Yeah. They get a beat. It take a beating. <laughs> so they take a huge beating. Uh, they're tough, but you know, over time they'll, they'll take a beating. So, but our goal, my, I always try to just make the best stuff that lasts the longest. I don't want to hear from any customers, you know, I want, unless it's a good thing, you know? Oh so, man, um, dude, I, I bought this, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I bought this gi one time. It was like a, it was like a special edition release. It was like a, I was, it was a hemp gi and it was like a, I bought this gi and um, I don't know what happened with the gi, but <laughs> I rolled in it once and it fell apart like holes everywhere. Like I held, like I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> like it had one training session and it was like the shoulders are ripping off, like the collar, like, like the a- back of the collar, like there was a hole in the pants. I was like, like you gotta wow. be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! And this is supposed to be like the most durable, wow, gi, all this stuff. Yeah, like, no. I and guess I, that was I, it. Was bad, dude. So the the fact that you talk about making this stuff to last long, you know, long and yeah. the long game, man. I was so disappointed with that gi, and I was it was really comfy, but and I was really excited about it. But man, I'm serious. I'm not joking. It was one training session and it just fell apart. That's crazy. So anyway, imagine how much strain you put on a piece of cloth when someone's pulling, you know, have like a sleeve grip or something, putting feet on the hips and you're just pull. They have to be tough. I know you have to have, they have to be reinforced and, um, you know, but not, nothing lasts forever. But, uh, the goal for the new year is to get, you know, release some more stuff and uh, just keep putting it out there. You know, I've basically been online for just over a year, rollunion.com. So we're new in my mind, you know, we got a lot of growing to do, but we've got a lot of plans for 2021 and I appreciate all the support. You know, I have a lot of, you know, we have some listeners here that also support that business of mine. So I'm pumped about it. You know, it's cool seeing people wear the, wear the gear and um, it's, it's what I like to do. You know, I'm, that's what gives me a lot of, a lot of like the, the, uh, the really, the same types of release I get from jujitsu and training and learning I do in graphic design. So like if I have an hour 
especially now having this business that forces me to do that. Like I have to treat it as work. The most favorite thing I like about my apparel business is the graphic design side. And it's the least amount of time I get to do. So just imagine that that's what business is about as an entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. The the funnest thing about the business that I would want to do 95% of the time, I might do 5% of the time. And I'm not saying that's good, but that's just how much other stuff you have to do to run a business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in that a business, you know, cause you're, you know, you're running websites and systems and, uh, your accounts and bank yep. accounts and back end you know, stuff. Yeah. yeah suppliers yep. and manufacturers and all different kinds of stuff you got to deal with subscriptions, you know, yep. I must have 10 different email addresses, you know, that's a lot to manage yeah. for different things, you know? So, um, again, it's just, you find your balance and you, it's about consistency. As you know, being an entrepreneur, you, there's no, you know, there's really no days off, you know, you can force yourself to not work, but you're always somewhat dialed in, yep. if, especially about if, it's a, it. if it's a service business like both yep. of us have, you know, so balance, yeah. balance, man. It's all about finding that balance. So, uh, well, here's to another week. Yeah. Find your balance guys, everyone out there. We really appreciate you listening. Um, if you have any suggestions, go ahead and send us a DM or especially if you can go in and hit that subscribe button and we're looking for some more reviews. So, um, we got, a, we've had a few reviews already. If you've, if honestly, I've had some messages, people saying they're listening to these podcasts, go give us a review. Um, don't be shy. We'll really appreciate that. Yeah, so, we really appreciate it, it, it. It helps us keep it going and just, uh, you know, who doesn't want to be told they're doing good. So if you like what we're doing, let us know, give us a review. If not, you know, if you have any suggestions on how to make the show more entertaining, we'll take that too. You know, that's yeah. what we do. So, um, we got some, some plans for some cool episodes in 2021. Um, but for now we're just going to ride this one out. We'll probably do one next week as well before the holiday. And, yep. uh, we'll catch everyone next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.